most wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. Welcome to episode 263 of Keeping Up With The Joneses. Mr. Jones, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm so good. Because you, I'm so you, rested. You don't see sure about that. Oh, okay, because you're so rested. Well, the okay. thing that you're seeing is me just not on, because I haven't done anything for seven days. Yes. I've just been completely off, and I have to tell you, I feel like a new man. See? That's so great. And we and we gussied up our set. I mean... We, we gussied up <laughs> well, our gussied set. up is probably not the right way of putting it. We Christmased up. Here's what I thought. Yeah. I kind of feel like I need to apologize, and then oh. I realize only our members are going to see this, and everyone who's listening can't tell. Yeah. I had vast hopes of decorating our studio in a Christmas theme because we've got three more episodes. Well, two yeah. more, including this one. Yeah. Three. So we're going to go one. like Christmas. I'm trying to get more progressively yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So I have a Christmas tree. Yeah. I have my stocking. Yes. Because I'm on Santa's uh, nice list and you're cleared on his naughty list because I don't see an AJ anywhere. Well, wait. that doesn't say I Alan. hijacked some. <laughs> it says some, A. That could be my stocking. Shh. I decorate as much. Anyway, I think yeah. the lesson I've learned is I suck at decorating. And it takes way more work than just coming down and throwing a few things up there. Well, yes, but I was thankful that you wanted to try because it gave me time to have a little nap. Yeah, and a yeah. nap you did have. I just want to go back to the stocking for yeah. a moment. For those of you that aren't uh, members, you can't tell that all it has is the letter A on it. Just a big A. Yeah. So it actually has half of my name and only a quarter of yours. So it's probably my stocking. <laughs> I couldn't understand your math and then yeah. I got it. It's like half? What? Yep. All right. Yep. The reason we're so relaxed and probably this episode is going to be very all over the place. Odd. is because we're so woo. Woo-hoo. Is, uh, and this throws it, again, depending on when you listen to it, yeah. we're recording this at the end of our Thanksgiving week, but this yes. won't be coming out till the beginning of December. Yeah. Yeah. Comes out like 10 days later yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And all I want to say is I had a great Thanksgiving. Oh, me too. It was so good. So our weekly catch up is, go on and tell us what we did for Thanksgiving. Um, well, we mostly just spent time with the kids and ate a bunch of food, uh, a it- lot of food. It felt weird putting on clothes today. <laughs> well, I did actually wear clothes. I know, but I wore pajamas pretty much exclusively the whole time. Yeah. So when I put on clothes, I was like, man, these these pajamas feel, oh, these are jeans. Okay, I wonder if I can get jean-like pants made from pajamas. Jean-like pants made from pajamas. So, you know, I can you know, go to work. Maybe. Where it looks like I'm dressed, but I'm still in pajamas. I think they make those. I'm I'm pretty sure Lululemon makes something like that. <laughs> uh, well, if Lululemon makes it, I'm sure they'll be quite nice. But yeah. I was just terrified at the thought of you doing a Google search and then <laughs> buying some for Jean-like me. Jean-like pajamas, yeah. Yeah, we stayed off. The kids were off. And so we took the whole week off. Yeah. Work, which was nice. Yeah. Continuing Alan AJ's movie review, we watched, which I had minor offense at. And huge prejudice against, but ultimately ended up enjoying the Home Alone reboot. So yeah, Disney bought Fox, which yeah. gave them all the property rights, mm-hmm. and so they've rebooted Home Alone. It has in many, aside from the title and a recurring cast from the original movie. Yes, no spoilers. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's it's really good. It's, it's yeah, a reboot. It is a totally different movie. Completely different movie. But they did a great job. Well, uh, but it. I don't want to give any spoilers, but at least 75% of the way through the movie, I was like, I don't like where this plot is going. And then they redeemed it quite well. Yes. I thought they did a good job as well. And we watched the Bond movie. 
We already talked about that. This is how relaxed we are. Oh my gosh, about it's all blending week. together. Yeah. Okay. The, what I will say about Home Alone is it clearly wasn't made for a 50-year-old and a 47-year-old. But no. our two youngest kids oh, barely They ate. loved it. I mean, they absolutely yeah. loved it. So I thought they hit the recipe really, really well. Yes, for, their, for their group. Uh, I got a booster shot. You did? And it knocked me on my butt. Yeah. So I was vaccinated with Pfizer, mm-hmm. two shots of Pfizer. Mm-hmm. And from everything I've read, it's like, hey, mix it up. If you had Pfizer, go for Moderna, which it just so happens that the boosters that were available in my area were Moderna. So I went and got the jab, and I felt okay. And I got it at lunchtime. I got it at lunchtime Tuesday. By, like, most of the afternoon Tuesday, I felt like I'd taken three Valium. I was like, ooh, you know, like really drowsy. Yeah. The next day. You were useless. I was useless. I was so tired and just couldn't think of anything. Not sick, though. Just no, not tired. Sick. Like just, just really, really tired. Mm-hmm. And then at about 7 p.m., I spiked a fever. Mm-hmm. And by 8 p.m., I went to bed because I, I couldn't stay awake. And the next morning at 6 a.m., after You're 10 fine. hours of sleep, I yeah. sprung back to life. But so I'm. Whatever that is. Yeah, I'm. Boosted? I'm, I'm boosted people i'm absolutely boosted <laughs> i tried my bow and arrow this week oh my gosh i should i'll cut in a video right here for the members to see you shooting your your bow and arrow oh that'd be fun yeah i uh i took it out and uh i wounded myself Do, i don't think we've talked about your bow and arrow you just said i tried my bow and arrow like that's a common thing oh. that we've talked about at, oh yeah we haven't Lent. talked about no. well so here's the thing like i uh I have thought about shooting a bow and arrow for a while. And then when COVID was happening, I Can kept I stop thinking, you right there? Yeah. I've thought about firing a bow and arrow for a long time now. Like, what, what's that about? A couple about? of years. I don't yeah, know. where'd that come from? It came from... The Hunger Games? No, it no? didn't come from the Hunger Games. It came from, in Toronto, occasionally when I would get really hit by the Holy Spirit and and manifest, like my body would do something, it kind of looked like I was shooting an arrow. And I had so many different people say to me, oh, it looks like you're shooting arrows. True, you do have that manifestation. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's interesting. Anyway, then with COVID getting sort of locked down and whatever, I kept thinking, what am I going to do to get outside and do something? And I thought, I actually looked up, is there an archery club in Nashville, you know, at like... A summer and a half so, ago. Walking around the neighborhood, getting a puppy, running on the treadmill, none of those float to the front of your brain. But nope. I wonder if I could join an archery club. <laughs> I don't know why. I mm-hmm. just always wanted to try it. And so, uh, and then in October, I did the Southgate Ladies Retreat and we got to try archery. And, you know, we each got to shoot like five or six arrows, but um, I loved it. And, you know, the guy was like, actually, you're naturally pretty good at this. And I was like, very cool. So I decided for my birthday that I would put that on my, like, Amazon list. I would like a bow and arrow and some arrows and a target. And so um, some sweet friends bought it for me. And all the stuff came in, like the glove and all that. And so I was like, babe, I'm going to set it up and shoot it. So you came and you uh, filmed my first. I did. My first five arrows, my first quiver of arrows. And you did a great job. Thank you. I'm and also thinking that over there, like you could set up an indoor firing range. Yeah, I could. There's like I, nothing but in there. I don't think it's going to be good for the arrows to potentially, if I did miss and hit the concrete, then I would ruin my arrows. 
We can stick up some of those boards. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Anyway. If I can decorate um, a set like a boss. And by the way, you chose to come dressed as Santa Claus, which I thought was really sweet, that outfit. I am. Then this is I can Santa set up a, a, a fire range. Uh, listen, I kind of match you. You're in blue and red. Yeah, I know. I'm in jeans and red and we white. mistletoe over here. Can you work your magic an and make excuse? this more Christmasy? Oh, well, I'll see what I can do by by next time. Yeah, all right. Okay, watch. It's going to have snow. There's going to be penguins ice skating. It's going to be marvelous. Anyway, I managed to wound myself. Show them the wound. Really? Okay. Uh, I can't. I'm wearing long sleeves. Okay, I'll yeah. post a picture right now. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, I And it's from two badly done shots. So basically, you know, there's a certain form to doing it, and you're supposed to keep your front arm slightly bent so that the string doesn't catch your arm. And uh turns out that's pretty important. Yeah. So I I only shot maybe about 30 arrows, but twice I didn't pay as much attention to my front arm as I should Ooh. and hit the exact same spot twice because I straightened my arm fully. And I have a bruise roughly the size of a baseball. You have a belter of a bruise. Oh, yeah. It's, it's black and blue mostly with mm. some green. So, you know, it's festive. You said you shot 30 arrows. How many arrows did you get? I only have five. Oh, I just, okay. You went back. You know, went okay. back, pull them out. But I have it on my uh, Amazon list to get another set. You should get trick arrows like on Hawkeye. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. I'm it's just all the fun. No. In addition to being on Thanksgiving, our mm-hmm. tradition is to set up our Christmas decorations the next day. And so now our house is decorated for Christmas. We are good out. to go. And I raked the front yard. And I don't think all rakes are created equal. Really? I think we have a horrible rake. It wouldn't surprise me. Yes. I did no research on the purchase of that rate. I am shocked and appalled. So that was our week. If you're American, I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, a thing I love. I'm, now that I've been here, now that I'm an American, I think I get Thanksgiving. It's like a dry run for Christmas, like a dress rehearsal. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? Because <laughs> like now I can't wait for Christmas. Y- yeah. Like you know, just a week of yeah. just eating amazing foods. And <gasps> you made a cheesecake that was phenomenal. A keto cheesecake. Which honestly is better than any cheesecake I've ever had. It's grain-free and sugar-free. Yeah. And it is amazing. It's really good. I really like it. Sometimes the keto stuff like has this kind of alcohol, chemical alcohol aftertaste. That thing did not. No. And it wasn't too sweet. It but was I think that's because it's made with swerve. The swerve doesn't have that taste to me. Okay. Well, yeah. either way, it was absolutely delicious. Yeah. So there you go. All right. You have a cheeky grin on your face. You thinking about cheesecake? You thinking about me? Well, yes. <laughs> Hello. Hello. All right. Our topic for this week. Yes. B- honestly, because we're not Light because we're lazy, because we're relaxed and unwinding. And yeah. we were just thinking about, like, you know, what are we going to talk about? And we've thrown around this for a couple of weeks and just kept, kept putting it off. Yeah. But we want to talk about five things we did not know about living in the south yes okay caveat yes what's our caveat well the south is a generic term for the southern states of the united states yes and i'm sure all of the south isn't the same i'm sure if you go to the carolinas or louisiana or texas it's going to be very different from tennessee so we are talking about our alan and aj's experience Things we did not know before living here, and now we do. Like always, I don't know what's on your list. You don't know what's on mine. I want to go first this week because you got to go first last week. Okay. I'm worried you're going to take some of mine. Go ahead. Well, but you, and, and I took a leaf out of your book, and I'm actually reading a book right now. Look, look at my list. Look how short it is. 
Last week, AJ was like, ah, babe, you've just got written prose. But when I sit down and think about what I want to say, I can't stop all the thoughts. So I just write them down. Mm. Right? That's mm-hmm. why there's tons of prose. But I've been reading this book and it's talking about like actually being less doing what I do and being more spontaneous. Spontaneous. And I'm going to give it a shot. And I, my, my thought is it's going to make me a less engaging podcaster. But you know what? Science. Let's try it and see what happens. Okay. All right. Here's my number one. I appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> Here's my five things I didn't know about living in the South. <laughs> number one. Number one. Yeah. How stinking relational it is. How stinking relational? Like how relational? Like yeah. the way of life here is super relational. And I had to have that pointed out to me. I remember meeting with a friend because I don't know. I got here maybe like within a year, two years. And I just couldn't understand why everybody wanted to meet with me. Like, all the time. They wanted, like, breakfast or lunch or, hey, let's do a coffee. And, you know, I'd be like, I don't even drink coffee. And my <laughs> friend had to sit down and go, yeah, it's not about the coffee. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, Alan, look at where we're sitting. And if you were to draw a circle around us, count up the number of coffee shops there are, breakfast bars right. there are, wine bars there are, cigar stores there are. Think about people's homes. They have front porches to sit lemonade and sweet tea on they have fire pits out the back like the whole of the south is built with relationship in mind oh yeah that's really good and i was like yeah so if you think about it that now i think my favorite thing i'm so excited because this is partly what i didn't know about living in america too but in my whole life in living in scotland and living in canada it never ever occurred to me to go out for breakfast like, breakfast is not a meal that I'm going to eat out at. Like, I'll meet you for lunch. I'll meet you for dinner. But the South is so relational. It's like, let's go for breakfast. Yeah. I see. Your, I'm trying to think if I ever went out for breakfast but, and, in Canada. And but when you go to breakfast, possible. it's packed. Like, there are oh, yeah. restaurants here that are breakfast-only only restaurants. restaurants. Plenty of them. And when you yeah. go there at, like, 7 a.m., packed. Mm-hmm. And packed often with one of my upcoming points. But that was the thing that uh, was so odd to me. And I now so deeply and richly appreciate. I just think even about our like our community. It's always fire pits, or it's always hanging out. I I think about like yeah. you know one of my closest friendships that I have. Like every Friday, well, it's a bit too cold now, but every Friday we'd sit on his porch and we just I sit talk in a rocker and we would just talk for hours. Yeah, and yeah, I I, I love that. I love like it. that relationship. That's a really side. good one. Babe. That's number one. Yeah, I like it. Number two, yes. which is kind of similar. Okay. Now, it's also worth pointing out that the passion with which I'm talking doesn't mean that what we have is better than what you have. It's just it's just different. Right. Right? And so the one I'm about to mention sounds like it's comparative, and it's only comparative to what we know. It's not comparative as in better or worse. Yeah. I mean, I think part of our excitement about talking about this today is we were out for lunch with some new friends from California, yeah. and they're new to Tennessee, have just moved here, and we sort of got excited about Tennessee things. Right. What we love. Uh, what we love. So. Right. Number two. Yes. The slow pace of life. Yes. Now, a couple of things I, I want to mention is you could argue that we don't have a slow pace of life, but I would say that Nashville, Franklin, where we live, is slower paced than anywhere else I've lived. Yes, I agree. All right. And people would argue. So, funny story. When we. Before we even moved here, we came to kind of like see what, you know, what is it like? Is there a favor here? We've probably told the story before. We come, we check in to a hotel. We check, we pick three different hotels to see three different parts of the city. 
uh, and we check in hotel in downtown Nashville. And we wanted to go, where did we want to go? We wanted to go down to Franklin. Mm. And uh, it was about, it was Friday night, it was about 4.30, quarter to five. And as we're heading out, the concierge in the hotel said, you know, uh, do you need a car? Do you need a cab? And we're like, no, no, we've got our own car. We're headed down to Franklin. And he was like, oh, it's probably the wrong time to go. You know, like traffic will be a nightmare. Right. And we were like, you know, even if it is, we don't mind. We're from Toronto. We, we just want to look around. Yeah. We want to have yeah. a feel. And then we got in what was rush hour traffic and we just giggled because we were like, Because oh. it still moves. <laughs> like, this is, this is yeah. not right. This yeah. is, you know, to what we were used to. Yeah. How many lanes is the 401? Oh, uh, it places 20 something lanes across. Right. Yeah. So like the level of traffic that we were used to. Yeah. Now, it's not that everybody just sits around smoking cigars, sipping sweet tea and nothing gets done because there is a huge entre- entrepreneurial spirit in, oh, yeah. in here yeah. where people are hustling and people are getting things done but it is still a Way super more laid slow back. Yeah. laid back and i love it i love the pace of life in general and i love the pace of our life and i would say that's evidenced in the driving as well i'm like the first couple of years Wait, when you grow is that up on your list no <laughs> okay you when, can you grow, when you grow up driving in toronto yeah and basically if you are not an aggressive driver in Toronto, you are not going to change lanes. But you keep saying aggressive. You, I mean, a decisive driver. You're not. Yes. I, I, you say aggressive. Yeah. I think you're using your horn and flipping no, people no, off. No, I no, just no, mean no. decisive. Decisive. I'm going, and, and yes. I, you know, I've gone because I've gone. Yeah, and but I mean, you know, you 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 have to just be kind of in it to win it to and drive in your Toronto. Way in yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then you come here and. Like half the time, people aren't even driving the speed limit. They're just having a nice time looking around. And I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, Yeah. So it took me like years, literally years to not be frustrated by the driving uh, here. Are you claiming that you've now moved past frustration? Because I'm I'm pretty sure I was in the car with you. (laughs) This week, I'm in a much better place than I was. Is Can all I'm trying keep to telling submit. Telling yourself that. Okay. All right. Number three. Yes. Number three. The food. Yes. I didn't know it, but I was built to live in the south. Yeah. I was introduced to a whole lot of foods that I did not know exist, which are perfectly curated for my palate. Yes. You talked about it at church this morning. I did. You spoke, but yes. But let me just, you know, how I love thee, let me list some things. Like Uh-oh. pimento cheese. I didn't know what pimento cheese was. Pimento cheese is like the most delicious cheese on is the it? planet. Is it though? <laughs> See? She, yeah. She is about, he, uh, <laughs> irony of irony. I grew up in Scotland. I grew up in Great Britain where what's the thing that everybody drinks all of the time? Iron brew. Tea. Oh, tea. <laughs> love, love, <laughs> love your patriotism. <laughs> Whiskey. <laughs> well, the thing that everybody would drink all the time is tea. Do you want a cuppa? And ironically, I never drank tea. Right. The whole time there. I get here and I discover the way to get Alan to drink tea is just serve it cold over ice. It's delicious. Sweetened. I have unsweet tea. You do now. Yeah, but but like, when we first moved here, you were like you were a walking sweet tea. You would you would get so excited. We would go out and you'd have like three or four <laughs> sweet tea at one meal, and they'd be like, "I don't know why I can't sleep." I was like, "Ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me. I know why." Okay, like, granted. I mean, didn't I... didn't Jeff once say just because they've offered you a refill doesn't mean you have to take it? <laughs> well, well, don't even get me started. Yeah. on refills yeah, that yeah, was a yeah. paradigm shifter it's... but i've lived here so long that's i just become the norm <laughs> but i remember when they're like 
They give you free? Yeah, still. <laughs> free refills. <laughs> they give you free refills. <laughs> but tea. Like, I never drank tea growing up. And now I've made up for lost time. Yeah, I love iced tea. Yeah. Um, biscuits and gravy. Now, yeah. this is what was so confusing. Because in Great Britain, biscuits is something you have with your tea. You dip your yeah, biscuits. Yeah, they're like cookies, like biscotti and things like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Sure. Biscuits over here are the closest we have to scones. Like a oh. savory scones. Scones are denser. Biscuits are like a little bit As somebody fluffier. who had Eggs Benedict on biscuits today, I can tell you it was a scone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but biscuits and gravy. Like the thought of having like a rich tea biscuit or a digestive biscuit with gr- brown gravy over it, it was horrifying. So I stayed away from it for like 12 years. It was only this year I was having a breakfast, out for breakfast with a friend at the Country Boy. (laughs) 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 There's a restaurant that is older than me called the Country Boy in Leaper's Fork, and it's an experience to go there. And so I thought, I'm going to have biscuits and gravy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Where, where have you been all my life? And it's, you know, it needs a branding, it needs a marketing overhaul for foreigners. But it was delicious. It was scones with, like, White sausage. Sludge. Oh, you no, know, stop. It was delicious. But you're talking Let about that. Banana pudding. Like, Southern white I'm talking gravy. about that. That's what you're talking delicious. about. Disgusting. <laughs> delicious. Gross. Have you actually had it? I have. No. Yeah. I have. I'm taking you to the country boy in a day. I'm not having it. <laughs> Garcon, your your best table, please. The lady and I will have some. Biscuits and gravy. You will love it. I'm just, but the food is, you know, anything deep fried. Deep fried okra. Everything is deep fried. But, oh, waffles and chicken. Well, that, I can see the deep frying thing, uh, being appealing to you because the Scottish like to deep fry things like Mars bars and yeah. things like that. So yeah, you're, we are you're a nation of culinary that. geniuses. Y- yes. But nevertheless, still <laughs> stuff I'd never think to. The only thing I haven't been persuaded by is grits. Grits. Awful. I mean, it sounds awful. It needs it a marketing is. overhaul. It is. But anyway, the food. I was built to live in the South. Okay. What are we going to say? It looks like you've got a little no, cheeky comment. No, I mean, comment. food is on my list too. I'm going to wait until I get to do my list. All right. Yeah. Okay. That was uh, food. Um, bah, 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 bah. Number four. Yes. This has, uh, well, this this isn't all like good things, right? This is just things we didn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I did not know what it was like to live in the Bible Belt. Yeah. Now, again, the Bible Belt is this kind of thrown around term. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you could visit lots of countries, uh, countries, lots of states <laughs> in the yeah. South yeah. and experience a different facet of the Bible Belt. Yeah. But I remember when we moved here, having moved from Toronto, which would be decidedly not only multicultural but multi faith, multi faith, yes, right, and you would and you'd be very aware of that everywhere you'd go. To here, where you know you'd go into Panera Bread or you go into Starbucks, you'd just be around your business, you know, just minding your own business, and there would be like maybe a men's group having a Bible study, you know, at lunchtime, and yeah. nobody's batting an eyelid. Totally normal. Christian music playing yeah. in, in you know in Walmart or yeah. in department stores or. Not odd to go out for lunch and see a table just bow their head in prayer to say grace and nobody's batting an eyelid. Right. That Christianization has both good and bad elements to it. Okay. The good is, like, it's really easy 
to talk about, you know, Christian things. There's a cultural thing that you can tap into, which is really, really easy. Um, there is very strong sense of Christian values. Yes. Like our kids are in public school. They're not in private schools. They're not in Christian schools. And it's very clear, uh, as we've met our teachers, that they are practicing Christians. Right. It's not that they have posters. It's not that they talk about it. But it's just by lifestyle, it's very evident to tell it that's going on. The downside to that is, as we were talking to a friend today, I asked her for permission. I'm not going to use her name, but she was talking about what it's been like dating in in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And she was like, the problem with dating in Nashville is everyone is a Christian, but you have to find out what that term means to them. Right. And I love the way that she said that, because by and large, everyone you meet is a Christian, but I'm a Christian means different things to different people yes. because there's an aspect of being christian means i was just raised in church and it might not mean they actually have a personal faith with jesus right or it might be that they you know prayed the sinner's prayer back in you know yeah. sixth grade but they've moved no further forward that in the kingdom yeah so that becomes really really difficult with evangelism when you're trying to you know introduce people to jesus because they might think they already have him when probably biblically they don't it also means anybody who's been hurt by Christians, by a church, by church organization, right. you're automatically tarred with the same brush. So there's good and there's bad yeah. about that. Yeah. I was just shocked about how pervasive Christianity is in our culture. I was not prepared for that. Yeah, I agree. It's really easy when you go first. All right, number five. Number five. <sighs> I remember we visited our friends in Shalot, North Carolina. Shalot. And this is before we'd ever moved to the South. Yeah. And we were hanging out with some friends who were our age. Mm-hmm. And we were over some other friends of ours who were probably our parents' age. Yeah. All right. And we would call them, you know, Ronnie and Clarice. These were our, you know, friends. Uh, you know, Ronnie would say, hey, do you want to, you know, do you want to drink? Yes, please, Ronnie, I'd, I have one of those. But whenever our friends who lived there would respond to Ronnie and Clarice, they would always call them. Mr. Ronnie and Miss Clarice. Yeah. And I was like, is it because they don't know them that well? Like, <laughs> and I remember asking them, why yeah. do you, why? like once I hung out with them and I realized, no, no, these guys have known each other for years. I was right. like, you know, when I grew up, I had um, my real aunts and uncles, right? Yeah. You know, Auntie Jen and Uncle Pete, like biological aunts and uncles. Yes. And then I also had, you know, Your fake aunts Auntie Ann and, and Uncle Jim. They <laughs> right, were just right. my parents' yeah. friends that when you were a little kid, yeah. you called them that. Like so I was our like, kids have. Maybe yeah. it's a cultural thing. So I asked them that and they're like, no, no, it's just, that's what we do. They didn't even know how to answer it. Mm-hmm. My point is, number five would be the yes, sir, no, ma'am. Yes, Mr. Allen. Hi, Miss AJ. Titles. Or, or pastor. pastor. Yeah, yeah. Yes, pastor, no pastor. Yeah. That I was not, I was not ready for that, and now I love it. Now yes. that I have kids, yes, I love hearing my kids. I don't let my kids call me sir, and they don't call you mom. Like that's no, that's the thing not. in the southern, yeah. yeah, you know, especially if you're in trouble, you know, no, no, what, no, sir. I don't, I, I don't want ever my kids to think of be a sir or ma'am, right? But I love watching my kids use sir and ma'am with other friends, or if they're. They're yeah. closer friends, yeah. you know, Mr. Chris, and yeah. you know, I, I think that's really sweet. Right. That, that I don't know if it's politeness, I don't know if it's honor, I don't know if it's just a cultural nod, but I like it, and I'm converted. I like it too. I've even 
it's Although not my it was preference. weird. It was so weird when we moved here. So but, weird. Yeah. It is not my preference to be called Pastor Alan. No. But I've given up asking people to stop calling me Pastor Alan. Yes. Like, I'd prefer they just call me Alan. Yeah. But people do all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. you know. But equally, we have people that just call us Alan or they, AJ. Of course. And that's of great. Course. People who know you us, know, but still in the church, yeah. people are like, um, excuse me, Pastor, can I ask you this question? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> I've probably asked you a thousand times. Please don't call me Pastor. But there you go. That's but my I think that's my an honor thing. I, I think, think so too. Yeah, I think so. it's an honor thing. All right. All let right. me look at my five. All right. Hit me with it. Your right. one. So my first two are about food. You got two about food? I, I did. Well, I feel like I failed. Yeah. Well, I mean. If number one I, is sweet tea and number two is unsweet <laughs> tea, you've cheated. No, my first one was I did not know that certain vegetables existed until we moved here. And I was trying to think of all the different ones that I've been shocked by, but the main ones were okra. Never heard of it. Never. Never had it. Nope. N- never wanted to and mac and cheese. have it. Mac and cheese is not a vegetable. <laughs> and collard greens. I'd never had, I had chard, which is similar, I think. But anyway, collard greens and okra. They, I don't think you can get them in Canada. But also okra. The first time, if I'm right in thinking about it, the first time we ever had both of those things was at the Daily Dish, and they were yes. both gross. Yes. And then Kinda we just disco- slimy. Then we discovered. But then we discovered Tupelo honey. And how do they serve there? They do them blistered, so they're not breaded. They're basically baked or roasted in an oven. And yum and yum in my tum. So good. So I make them that way at home mm-hmm. now. Uh, but yeah, the first couple times I had okra, I was like, uh. Uh, but then we ended up trying it because somebody else ordered it uh, blistered. And I was like, oh, yes. I will have this. I, was ha- I will have those. Um, I'm still not a collard greens fan. And, I, you know, I'm always worried when we do podcasts like this because inevitably when I say I don't like grits and I don't like collard greens, what people say is, but you haven't tried mine. mine. And when we first moved here, I must have tried eight different people's grits and I just, it's the texture. Can't do it. Just can't do Same it. Same with meatloaf. You're just not I, a meatloaf I fan. cannot do meatloaf. No. No, it's, it shouldn't be formed into a bread loaf. It's not right. Um, uh, my second one was- Other food related. Other food related was, uh, yes, we already talked about white gravy. Yuck. It's not gravy. It's flour and white Wait, 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 wait. You've, you've lost me. Your number what? two is you're arguing about gravy. Yeah, well, sort uh, of. White gravy it's, it's is not gravy. Other, other wonderful foods. So my number one was these vegetables I did not know existed. Sure. Number two, continuing on food theme, is uh, weird foods that I've encountered here. So white gravy versus brown gravy. Why Why would, why right. would uh, you want? I think want... we should just admit that, that white gravy, the biscuits and gravy, isn't gravy. It's not gravy. It's a completely... And I'd be fine if people just called it biscuits... With lumpy white sauce. Or liquidized sausage. <laughs> Which, granted, I don't like sausage either. But I understand from talking to people today. Do you like breakfast services, sausage? No. Oh. Um, that some white gravy has sausage in it and some is just flour and milk. Well, that's not gravy. So okay. that's all I want to say about that. So, uh, and when we moved here and I would order gravy... At a restaurant, and I love gravy. I mean, I love gravy. When the white stuff would show up, I would get so confused mm-hmm. because I think it's wrong that it's called gravy. 
You anyway. start asking for brown gravy and getting weird looks. Yeah, and then they'd be like, we don't have that. I'm like, okay, then don't say you have gravy. Yeah, it's just um, on a one-person mission to educate <laughs> the South. Is there so, other weird foods in that category? Yes. I felt like everything got made into a casserole. Like, there was so many casseroles. Green bean casserole? Yeah. Sweet potato yeah. casserole? So when, like, when we first moved here... Uh, we got invited to tons of people's houses for food and we had lots of casseroles and I don't think I'd ever eaten casseroles as like a We even a, had mac thing. and cheese casserole. Yeah, all kinds of casseroles. I mean, it just felt like, you know, anything could be hiding in there. What what makes a casserole a casserole? I have no idea. Maybe you cook it in a casserole dish and ta-da, it's a casserole. Usually it's got some kind of sauce and usually it's hidden under some kind of cheese, it seems like. It sounds like an enchilada. But, but it could be anything. In there. Hmm. Yeah. So casseroles. And then uh, you already mentioned this, but I cut you off. Banana pudding. Where was banana pudding all my life? Goodness. It is it is so good. Do you know another thing that's on my list that I what? forgot to mention what? that might fit under this? Yeah. Is brisket. Barbecue brisket. I mean, oh, I had brisket before. Brisket. I mean, but barbecue yes. brisket? Yeah, because my mom makes a mean brisket, but it's a roasted brisket. It, she No, fair yes. play. Patricia, you do. You make a very good brisket. Yeah. It is not... It's like gravy and gravy. Her yeah. brisket and smoked You're talking brisket, smoked two brisket. Two different things. Oh, so good. But we never had that before. No. So we moved here. Yeah, and that's why we need a smoker. So we, we can provide ourselves with more well, red meat. Santa's coming, <laughs> Yeah, the carnivore diet. Yeah. Oh, number three would be the American thing of celebrating everything. I remember is that a Southern thing or that's just an American thing? But yeah. you discovered it by living in the South. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I it might be a, an American thing or it might be a Southern thing. But I remember to begin with, I was like, "You're having a graduation party for your kindergartner." or your preschooler, mm-hmm. or like there's, we're having a party or a celebration to celebrate anything and everything. Uh, and to begin with us, I don't get it. And then I thought, actually, this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like celebrating every milestone, even the little ones. I mean, the good that that must do for little tiny hearts mm-hmm. to be celebrated like that. Um, but it, it took me a while. Like to begin with, I was just shocked. And I mean, it comes down to everything. I mean, they're going to celebrate every holiday here. Uh, it just seems like it's sort of more lights, more decorations, more whatever than I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it goes along with this American thing of actually and kind of celebrate, yeah, celebrating oh, yeah. or enjoying they're so good at things. It. Yeah, so good which, at it. Which I thought it to begin with found really challenging, and then I was like, oh, actually. I need this challenge, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's really good. So number four, you already kind of said this, but that people are so warm and welcoming. And it's not just like the front porch, you know, back fire pit thing, but just even just going into normal stores Mm -hmm. or whatever, people strike up conversations all the time. They're just super kind. You don't tend to walk by each other without a nod or hello. Yeah. Neighbors walk by and say hello. Um, I used I to think that really... was an American thing. Yeah, and then I've learned is. it's not. Though. Oh. Because you go to New York, go to New York City. Right. Well, there's no yards to rake in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> but different, I I mean, so here's the thing. Anywhere from the UK yeah. in America is yeah. going to have 
miles better customer service. Yeah. Right? Just generally. Yeah. But then when you... So that's America in general. Yeah. But then you're right. When you move to the South, I don't know if it's more genuine, more frequent, more culturally the norm. Yeah. But yes, people are sing-song and friendly. Yeah. And like you wouldn't think anything of if somebody walks by you with like a little toddler and you go, oh, she's so beautiful or whatever. Like that would be totally normal thing to do. And nobody would look at you like you psycho or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, which you probably wouldn't necessarily do as much in other places. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I just thought that that really struck me, the sort of friendliness of everybody. Mm. Um, And then number five was big thinking. I think... uh, there, there's, and I maybe this is an American thing as well. Maybe not just a Southern thing, but just the thing of like, hey, the sky's the limit. You know, I, I think I trained myself to think reasonable things, have reasonable dreams, you know, that kind of thing. And it's, it feels like the what's in the air here is you could do anything. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, that was my number five was just this a challenge of of big thinking mm-hmm. i also think about like just personally we've seen that big thinking lived out in many of our friends lives sure where they don't just have a dream they head towards that dream and something happens yeah and that's remarkable to see yeah all right well there is our Five things that we did not know about the South till we lived in the South. There you go. Let us know what we missed. If you yeah. live in the South, I, I, I wonder if because you live in the South, these will sound normal to you because it's all you've ever known. Well, but so many people have migrated here. That's true. That they might have different experiences. Yeah. What did we miss? Yeah, yeah. What I'm do sure miss? we missed plenty. I mean, like four of ours were about food. So, you know, if you're not a foodie, there might have been other things that, that were impressed upon you. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we didn't even touch the love of hunting and what? football. We didn't even get into well, that's rivalry. We don't know anything about hunting or football. Really? You're a hunter now. You've got a bow and arrow. <laughs> you're going to go bow hunting elk. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, Joe I think Rogan, watch I've out. been told that a hunting bow, uh, like my bow has 20 pounds of pressure and a hunting bow has upwards of 55, I think, 55 of the... Think of the bruise you could get with that. I can't imagine the bruise. I think I would have just dropped to my knees. (laughs) I have a listener's question. Yes. That is so good. Oh. And I'm going to let you answer it. Okay. No pressure. (laughs) It's a brilliant question. all right, yeah. And it is... I'm so sorry uh, that you did send this in, and it's taken me a while to get to it. But I've loved it, right? So here's the question. Hey, guys, I've got a question regarding one of Alan and AJ's favorites, Zelda. My boys have started playing the game with my husband. There are elements that I really like about it, like the exploring and problem solving. However, I don't love that they go to shrines and win things called spirit orbs and other new agey, I guess you could call it, nods. Mm Mm-hmm. They're also getting into Pokemon cards. My husband says that these things like potions and magic wands are in most all of video games. I'm just trying to know how to guide my kids to be wise about witchcraft without making it weird. I don't want to be the super sheltering mom, and I also don't want them to be confused about play magic and real magic. I wasn't into much of this growing up, and I don't want to make decisions about it out of fear, but out of wisdom. 
We'd love to hear your insight on how you make these decisions about what's okay in regards to games for your kids and how you talk to them about it. Thank you, guys. Good question. Well, I, I'll start by saying I don't really know much about Pokemon. Okay. Um, I never got into Pokemon. Um, I do remember hearing some sermons about not getting into Pokemon. I don't remember what they said, so I can't really uh, speak about that. Um, Zelda, it, it, so there are parts that I don't love. I don't love that it's called a spirit orb, but for me, um, those things are not real, like spells and things like that. Those can be real things. Spirit orbs are not a real thing. It's a thing that got made up for this game. Mm -hmm. And while they call them shrines, they're basically giant puzzles. You don't go in there and Zelda doesn't worship anything or Link or whatever. He just runs through and solves a puzzle. And at the end, he gets this, you know, circular thing called a spirit orb. So for, for me, uh, that uh, doesn't it doesn't really trigger anything. Um, I don't love the whole scene where the because they're basically like a little a guy. I don't know what you even call the monk. guy. A little monk sitting there who gives the spirit orb and then he like disintegrates. Because I don't love that visual, I just fast forward it. Like we just skip the visuals of that. Um, and so for me, yeah, most of the game is running around, exploring, making foods. But there, um, let me let me play devil's advocate yeah. here because there's also the overarching thing is that you know in the history of Zelda, there's the goddess Hylia, right? Yes. We don't like goddesses, right? Right? We right. we have a god. Yeah. You do trade the spirit orbs in by praying at a, at a statue, right? Yeah. So there's some like there's some really questionable stuff there sure that i'm so curious isn't a stumbling block to you i think i know why but i'm so curious to ask you about like you know what is that i think because none of it registers as a real thing for me i mean praying is a real thing mm -hmm. but like trading in again nebulous orbs for as a heart you know like things like that i'm like okay or stamina you know wheel. or stamina wheel or whatever like all that to me is just like oh yeah it's just the story that they've written for the game mm -hmm. um but there is i know there's like a little dark guy somewhere where you can trade things in whatever i never do that i don't do because <laughs> i'm just like that's i i have to do like i have to finish the shrines to finish the game have to you know what i mean like you know what i mean to, but I, interesting I justification I well i mean you, you do the shrines to complete the game i don't actually have to interact with the little dark guy to finish the game right um and you know there's even a little guy that sells monster parts and i don't go in sell monster parts either not that monsters are real or that i just don't uh, i like the running around so the, okay yeah but i get yeah, that yeah, but yeah. as a so it's gonna sound like i'm i'm arguing against you yeah. i'm just trying to tease out yes because we're in the we're in the 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 realms of vagueness here yes because i could equally bring up a completely different franchise and apply the same rules that you've given me your internal rules for what's okay and what's not like lord of the rings 
and you've got a very strong reaction to not wanting to be part of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You don't want the kids yes. watching it. You don't like yes. it. And yeah, I could equally but argue. For me, they're, they are, it is casting spells and chanting and all that kind of stuff. It's not, to me, it's not the same thing at all. So you don't want to go speak to Kilton, who's just made up, but you're happy to pray a statue your in-game character you're happy to take your in-game well, character and make him pray to do, do you know what i mean there's like i don't think that's the same thing as the lord of the rings though i think that's completely different right but somebody who's like we've got lots of friends who are great christian believers yeah fanatical about the lord of the rings yes i haven't read the lord of the rings or watched it i was so right. bored you know, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. All right. So I don't have enough to argue about it, but I'm sure the internal rules that you've got to keep yourself safe in Zelda could equally be applied to different franchise. Now, I'm I'm just, I'm I'm trying to get your thing to maybe, break down. Because maybe I to think different, you, yeah, maybe to different video games. Maybe. You know what I think the answer is? What? My guess would be that you're trying to put a rational reason to what you feel in your spirit. Okay. Because my experience of you is I can be playing some music or I can be doing something and your spirit is just like, what is that? Turn it off without you ever knowing what it is to weigh whether it's good or not. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you are so spirit led. Like you have like a, bing, a tuning fork sure. in your spirit. Yeah. And so, yes, on paper, what you just described about that Zelda game sounds horrendous. Like, right. Could you imagine knowing nothing about the game and saying, oh, yeah, my kids are playing this great game and they, they collect spirit orbs from monks in shrines and then they trade them in by praying to a goddess and she gives them, you know, stamina vessels and, and heart vessels. You'd be like, there's no way my kid's going to play that game. Right. But on paper, that sounds absolutely horrible. But when your spirit engages while playing the game... It like, doesn't bother me. It, it kind of worried me when you picked up the game. Like, I wonder how she's going to do with this. And you loved it, and it it never raised any flags for you. Now, and you're a super sensitive spiritual person. My yeah. experience of you is, yeah, you're way more spiritually uh, challenged by environments and content than say I am. And sure. I would say I'm fairly sensitive to a lot of stuff. Sure, right. So it was just it was. I'd always wondered why did that not. And there's other video games that I have downloaded and I have played, and I thought I can't have this content on here and expose the kids to it and actually on paper it's not that different from this so why is one okay and one is not i'm like mm, i'm just trusting my yeah. like the big the big argument that people make is because you love the chronicles of narnia yes right yeah but you don't like lord of the rings i'm not a literary person i don't know the difference. Of, of course tolkien and c.s lewis were you know friends and it's a fantasy world but one doesn't trouble your spirit and the other does yes that's what I think is going on. I don't know if that's true. You're trying to use what your spirit feels and put it into a structured form, but the trouble is the structured form can easily be... It's easy to point out the inconsistencies in your structured form. I think form. if the little guy in the game, if Link in the game had to go and cast spells to get a heart or go and whatever, I would not play it because that would disturb me. Right, but praying so, to a goddess doesn't disturb you. Well... I guess it does. Like, uh, because that's what I'm trying uh, to say. Like on so, paper, they yeah. should be the same. Yeah. Because the Bible says, like, you don't, you shouldn't have any other gods before me, and yeah. witchcraft is bad. Yeah. 
and and that's what that's what I mean. Like, yeah. it is it's not something up here that you're rationalizing because it's inconsistent up here. Yeah, but in here it's very consistent with like your your bead on what's right or wrong. Yeah, has stayed consistent the whole time I've known you. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't bother me. And sometimes, uh, I, I mean, there's been some other games that you ha- like that you've tried playing where I'm literally I can't e- I can't be in the room. That's what I mean. You know, and and you haven't even looked at it to 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 object to maybe the graphical content or the no. You know, it's just like whatever that is. Could you not play around me? Yeah, and and by and large, if they're the games I'm thinking of, I haven't I haven't continued playing them. Yeah, because I, I haven't enjoyed them. Yeah, but that's that's what I think is going on. Huh. So well, the, it's possible because I can yeah. think of movies that you've that you have. Maybe two movies, and I can't even think of them off the top of my head, but I know this has been true, where we've watched two movies, broadly similar story, broadly similar context, and one is fine, and the other is like, my spirit doesn't feel good about this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I I, I trust your nose on that. Yeah. And if I go down the line of, yeah, but why? You like this, and why don't you like that? That's not where the decision is being made Yeah. up here and down there. Yeah. So how do we answer this person's question? She's a mom. She's been disturbed by some content. Is this yeah. okay? What do I do with it? Yeah. What would your wisdom be? I guess talk talk to your husband and arrive at a place together uh, would be my... I mean, that's the thing. Alan and I don't always agree on everything in terms of content or whatever, but we can hear each other's no, especially with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like if we're like, actually, I'm really not, I really don't want you know, that game or to participate or to watch this movie or whatever, uh, it, we're we're fine to disagree and still agree that if one of us has a no, then we have a no. Yeah. Uh, so I would say, yeah, talk to your spouse and see if you can sort of, you know, it's it sounds like from your question, you're able to identify what it is that bothers you. Yeah. And, um, and also listen to what bothers you and take it to the Lord. Yeah. Like, have you know, have a conversation about it like what hey lord you know my you know is this you is this me is this my you know objections yeah and and see where that goes um boy like we're so much for just throwing to your right brain and just clumsily falling through a (laughs) vodcast episode but that's i that's the best i've got in terms of my in terms of my my thinking is following the peace of the holy spirit and the radar that comes with that yeah but now describing how what you do in Zelda sounds so odd. <laughs> it does. It definitely does. Yeah. All right. We're going to burn every copy of Zelda in our house. No, we're not. <laughs> All right. Well. If you'd like the show notes Boom. from this episode, go to alanandaj.com slash 263. And if you want us to poorly answer and stumble through <laughs> any questions that you might have about media or anything else, go to alanandaj.com slash ask. And if you'd like to become a member of the show, get discounts on our products, watch the videos of these podcast episodes, you can by going to alanandaj.com slash join. If you do that, you will see our progressive decorating. of our studio. <laughs> well, now we've got pressure to actually make it more Christmassy by next week. Uh, yes, uh, we can do it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Challenge accepted. All right. All right. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games, paleo donuts and the kindness of God, the things we deal with every day. 
from Franklin, Tennessee. They are just like you and me. Alan yeah. and AJ. Oh, yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. Sharing their life experiences. Oh, yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. They talk about faith in God and everything under the sun. If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone.